0: Welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable on the Get to Know, the defending USL champions, Orange County Soccer Club, uh, who uh, unfortunately for San Antonio uh, beat us in PKs uh, in Orange County last November. Joining me uh, tonight is from the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Bradley, how are you?
1: I'm doing quite well. I have uh, lovely people peeking their head out, uh, wondering what I'm doing. Uh, I'm right now in the back alleyway of a theater parking lot. So, yeah.
0: And then there's Andy, who is the uh, man behind everything, from my understanding, with Orange and Black Soccer cast. Uh, uh, good friend. Uh, if you follow him on, uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, you always find an interesting conversation between us. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. So typically what we'll do is we'll talk about last year. Um, obviously, to me, the big talking point, um, Orange County won the title when, you know, I'll admit no one thought it was possible outside of Orange County. Uh, I am one of those uh, that I thought, you you know, I didn't think you guys would get past us. And I sure didn't think you were going to beat the Rowdies um, away, but uh, you guys did. Uh, talk about changes in the offseason. I think the biggest one is uh, the star forward uh, Dumas leaving uh, for that here and what kind of that's impacted and then the start of the season um, for Orange County. It's been kind of mixed results. 1-1-1 uh, for that here. Uh, some positives though recently compared to you know the opening match. And then we'll dive into the San Antonio Orange County match just to kind of get a, a heads up to see what, what everybody uh, is thinking uh, usually Orange County, San Antonio. It's either nobody scores or one team scores a whole bunch and blows the other side out. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty
2: accurate over the last <laughs> handful of years.
0: Twenty nineteen, yeah, going back to I think the the only one that had teams winning was back in twenty seventeen and twenty sixteen outside of that you know san antonio won one 0 in orange county uh orange county came back 2018 and won 3-0 both in san antonio and in orange county and then 2019 a bunch of 0-0 draws and then last year was 1-1 right uh for the match and then pk's uh 5-3 so a lot of fun history uh so you know, we'll we'll kind of, and then you know, we'll kind of talk about that. So, to start out, Bradley, and I know you're on a, a short uh, time frame uh, before you got to get back to uh, uh, your your work with the with the theater there. Your thoughts on on last year? I know you're you're a little bit unique that we're you know you're in Reno, used to be you know a, a Reno supporter until um, they're no longer around, and and now you've uh, joined Orange County. And uh, you know, a great addition to the orange and black soccer cast. Uh, you know, you know. Unfortunately, they paid a couple more dollars than than we did. So, you know, hmm. on your free agency. So, your <laughs> thoughts on you know last season and going through the playoff uh, March that you guys went through?
1: Yeah. So, you know, my honest thoughts on last season is I was pleasantly surprised, especially towards the end of the year on hosting a playoff game um, at all, uh, let alone every single game through the Western final went through orange County um, and <laughs> that point, which was also a s- real surprise. Um, but I was expecting a uh, first round would be a home win versus uh, Colorado Springs. And then, we, you know, I don't think anybody would win was winning last year in uh, El Paso until Oakland did it. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case Oakland uh, came into into um, great uh, yeah championship soccer stadium and uh, the rest I guess is history you know kind of opened the door for oh maybe something like this is possible uh, so definitely a pleasant surprise in that regard
0: yeah the Oakland match what stood out to me is the calls and I'm not saying that they were wrong calls by by any means but Orange County got the calls late on the PKs you know with the the uh the the goalkeeper coming off the line i kind of complained a little bit you know if you're going to be that technical there what about the you know the guy taking you know the the pk cuz he did pause his motion <laughs> so ever ever slightly so and, and i know it's kind of gray in the rules and they don't call it but for the you know for for the roots you know like I said here that, that was a tough way to go out you know where they had that stop and and then Uh, You know, you know, Orange County got the second attempt and and buried it, which, you know, kudos to
1: them. That's that's what you need uh, for the ride. Uh, I believe I I believe the uh, technical term that my legal team wants me to use is no comment.
2: (laughs) Andy, your thoughts on it? it. If the ref doesn't call it, it's not a foul. That's true. And in USL, uh, it's
0: very uh, subjective when it comes to refereeing from game to game and referee to referee. So it is what it is. But uh, your thoughts, Andy? I know you've been an Orange County fan for, you know, as, as long as I've you know known you uh, uh, through here. And, and one of the most diehards, uh, probably going all the way back to the OC Blues, right?
2: Actually, I started following right at the end of 2016, was right before the rebrand happened. Um, so I don't really have any official blues history. Uh, I started following in the 2017 season, uh, when they were officially Orange County SC and not, not for any reason. I found them just unluckily right after the season had ended, you know, in the, know, uh, end of, end of November or whatever is when I came across the whole thing. But, um, you know, in terms of last year, it's one of those things where you, uh, you I guess you have faith, but not a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's no secret that we were not scoring a lot of goals. We had a lot of one zero wins and a lot of, you know, two, one wins. Uh, We were not blowing anybody out. And that was more by necessity than by choice. Um, So going in, you know, you're looking at all these teams that tended to have high powered offenses. And then, um, you know, it's, for us, a lot of it was, you know, what's what's going to win? Is it going to be offense or defense? Because at the time, our back line was almost impenetrable um, yeah. between the four in the back and then Rakowski and net. I mean, it was it was hard to score on us. So we didn't score a lot of goals, but we also didn't allow a lot of goals that last stretch of, I don't know, eight or ten games or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, after um, the coaching change, right? That That seemed to be when things changed for Orange County last year.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, coach was, I don't know the official term. I think it was relieved of duties, whatever that means. And um, Richard Chapla was our assistant coach, and he got pulled in as the head coach with an interim label. Um, and, you know, there for us, there were a lot of question marks around like that. Is, is this going to be better? Or is it going to be worse? And, you know, I think it turned out, in, of course, in the end, it turned out to be better, but, you know, would it have been different if they had let um, Braden Cloutier stay on? You know, it's hard for me to answer that question. Um, that was in, when was that, Brad? In August, or I think, is when that happened? I think it was
1: uh, just after midway through the season. So that does sound pretty accurate.
2: Yeah, I would have to look to get the exact time frame. I just remember getting shelled by Tacoma. And I was actually on the road on a family trip and just getting shelled by Tacoma and then hearing after the fact that, you know, this had happened. It was wow. August 19th, so yeah. mid-August. I was taking my kids to college. Um, so, In-takes you know, watching right. that game remotely in a hotel room on your phone and then that happening and just feeling just gutted, right? Like at that point, I was like, we're done. There's no way we're doing anything after this. Um and then Chaplo came in and turned things around and you know there was an interesting comment. I think it was Devin Kerr. He made an interesting comment after talking to Chaplow. And you know, there we as a team, we took a lot of I say we like I'm part of it. As a team, OC took a lot of flack mm-hmm. for the way that they played from other fans, from other coaches who will remain nameless. Um but you know, there's a there there was a comment from Chaplo that he said, you know, we, we played that way because out of necessity, we didn't really want to play that way. We played that way because we had to, to win. And if you look at the season, when, um, coach Chaplo took over, it wasn't smooth and we didn't win at first. We won that first game in San Diego. And then I think we had like a two or three game stretch that was pretty rocky, including, I think another loss to defiance. Um, they're just our kryptonite, I guess. Um, But then, you know, the formation changed a little, the way we played changed a little bit, and that seemed to be what it took. And ultimately, it's a results business. And yeah, we all want our team to play, you know, beautiful liquid football, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you just need to win.
0: You got the job done. Like That's the only thing that matters. And, you know, you've you've got the star above the crest and, and along those lines. So you know, that's, that's all anybody's going to remember. And if especially if you watch the, the final, it was a 3-1 match, you know. Uh, so you had offensive there. And, and the match against San Antonio, there were chances on both sides. Just, you know, both defenses played elite to, and, and kept up. So, you know, I think early in the playoffs you saw that. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, was it Damas, I believe it was. Uh, he, he was – he was my my MVP of the playoffs last year. You know, if, if there is such a thing, uh, you know how he. In, in my opinion, he's the reason why Orange County uh, made the trek to the title and was able to win it. And I know it's a team thing. Um, you know, and, and I know you guys. I think listening to Orange and Black Soccer Cast, I think you guys focused more a little bit on the defensive side. But with, without Ronaldo Damas, you know, basically. Being at times a one man show up top um, like like said here, you know, especially that that roots match where dude that, that kid just ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and 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 dude it, it was it was amazing to watch it, you know as, as yeah. a neutral. so your thoughts on him moving overseas? Uh, we'll start with you,
2: uh, Andy. Uh, we all knew that was coming. I don't think we knew it was gonna happen in the way that it happened. Um, but we knew from the beginning the plan was for him to move along. Um, and then he he went back home to Haiti in the off season and then basically couldn't get out. And as soon as we heard he, he couldn't get he couldn't get a visa. I shouldn't say he couldn't get out of Haiti. He couldn't come back to America. The visa issues, yeah. Yeah. And as soon as, you know, privately we're hearing this, we're like, dude, we're never gonna see him play again. There's no way. Um, and then sure enough, before the season even started, I, I think probably the the front office knew too, like, you know, if he can't get here two weeks before the season, let's just move along as if he was here. Um, so that was always the plan. Uh, I I think it probably happened quicker than it probably would have happened based on, you know, Ed Olson went out early, Adam John went out early in, in uh, 2021. So I don't think the plan was really for him to play as much as he played last year uh it it was again we played the way we played out of necessity and you know kudos to him for really stepping up to the challenge and um you know getting to do what he wants to do but we all knew it was coming it was just quicker than we thought brad any big changes that uh
0: came in uh this year uh to orange county
1: yeah, I mean, uh, the the biggest ones that uh, I can mention, you know, with the gutting of uh, the forward position for uh, Orange County is uh, the signings of Milan Oloski and uh, Cubo Torres. Uh, those are the two people who have been playing up top for Orange County so far this year. Um, and there's been a mixed reception of it. Uh, Cubo, I feel like, hasn't been... I mean, I think he's been exactly what... I was personally expecting. Uh, I don't think he was in particularly good form when he left the MLS and came back to, uh, the LA area. Um, he's not the same person he was when he played for, I believe it was galaxy. Right. Mm. Um, he's not the same player as he was then, but he's, he's definitely shown up, especially in the, uh, game against New Mexico United. The, uh, goal that we scored late, uh, in that game came off, uh, a Cubo Torres uh, assist. Uh, Milonowski looks to be working his way into form himself too. Uh, he's he's definitely put in a lot of uh, miles on the pitch so far this year. Um, he's he's the player I think is the team's looking to fill that uh, Ronaldo Damas role. Um, I guess the thing that we're looking to see is uh, can he start putting more balls into the back of the net because Orange County has scored. I think in uh, outside of the uh, Open Cup game that we just had this past week, I think they've scored a grand total of, what, four goals so far this season?
0: Yeah, four goals. One against the switchbacks, mm-hmm. uh, two with the late winner against yep. Uh, RGV, yep, and then you guys equaled late uh, against uh, New Mexico on the road.
1: Yeah, and of that, I believe Oloski mm-hmm. scored two goals and uh Coley scored the other two right and all of these goals the earliest one is like the 67th or something minute or 76th minute or something crazy late in the game
0: Andy, your thoughts on the offseason for, for Orange County anybody that uh you know obviously from from us at the on the outside you know losing Ronaldo is the, the big one there but anybody else that that Orange County lost uh, or brought in that is is, is going to be a difference
2: maker this year for him? Uh, I'm really – we got a, a young guy, Alex Villain. I'm going to mess up his name. Alex Villanueva. That's uh, right. Who I think came out of the Timbers organization maybe or Galaxy.
1: Uh, Tacoma.
2: Okay. Uh, and I, he has been just outstanding. He had a great game in the Open Cup the other night. Um, So I kind of have my eye on on him. He's quick and fast and has good vision and puts the ball in places that I couldn't think anybody could put a ball into. Um, You know, clearly we've only seen him (laughs) play a few games, but so far I'm really impressed and I really want to see what he's able to do. Um, You know, it's no secret we've got the Iloski brothers playing on our team, uh, two of them at least. I understand there's several Iloski brothers um but we've got two of them uh brian's out right now Uh, i'm he should be coming back soon um so i'm really curious to see what happens if both of those guys are playing together on the pitch at the same time um you know brian is just absolutely magical with the ball and um the things that milano can do are, are equally magical uh he had great years um I can't remember where he played before, and I'm drawing a blank. Um, Monarchs, I think, at one point. I don't remember where else. Uh, But, I mean, even the other night in the Open Cup when he basically intercepted a goalie clearance to head it straight into the goal, I mean, it was just it was was fun to watch. Uh, So I can't wait to see those two guys on the pitch at the same time. So results for
0: this year, and I'll start out with you, Andy, because you were kind of vocal at the start of the year. (laughs) Uh, Opening loss at at, – Colorado Springs, which um, outside of Open Cup, has proven to be a, a, a fairly good team, uh, undefeated, perfect so far um, on the season. Uh, for that, here uh, you came home, hosted RGV, and then uh, you went back on the road, um, and uh, you know, in a tough environment, uh, and got a draw against uh, New Mexico. So, your thoughts on Orange County? Uh, through you know, this will be their third, their fourth match uh, that they've played. Uh, four points uh, so far on, on the young season, but uh, your your thoughts on on how how OCSC started
2: out? Yeah, you know, I I think it's it's early, right? We've got new guys, we've got uh, a different formation, so everybody's trying to learn the new formation. Uh, we're playing more of a three back instead of the four back like we had before, um, you know. We can't just lob balls over the top and and let Domus run onto him anymore because that's not there. You know, nothing against the guys who are playing up top now, but uh I think few players in this league are as fast as Ronaldo Damas. So yeah. you know, we just can't default to the long ball and let him run onto it anymore. Um, so you know, I it, I I think uh, we have we have we had and do still have a lot of um we have a lot of things working against us and and that's okay. Um, You know, I guess it would be everybody. Um, There's a lot of background stuff that I don't want to talk about. Um, But, you know, why would you send someone to open on the road in Colorado Springs in the middle of March when it still snows on the ground? Um, You know, and you guys opened that stadium last year too. If Memory serves me correct. Yeah, we did, but it was like mid season by then.
0: Right. And, it rained that uh, it was too. a little bit later yeah cuz they kicked
2: off what mid
0: aprilish uh, compared yeah. to early early march
2: this year it was it was not the beginning of the season <laughs> um you know whatever the league's going to do what they want to do and 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 i could we could have a podcast alone on the stuff i know about what they do but i'll just keep my mouth shut for now <laughs> Brad your thoughts on the season and, and I know you got to
0: go in a couple minutes so any final thoughts and that you know that you have because uh, I know you got a heart out in about four minutes and I don't want to get you in trouble with number one
1: <laughs> um, to be honest uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Orange County shows up tonight because the team that showed up on Tuesday this week in the open Cup was so much different they they played aggressive. Uh they played like they wanted to score the first, second, and third goals, which they did. Uh they're very talented and uh players th- that I didn't expect to step up stood up in big ways. Uh Peterson had a really good game. Um uh came on and he was I arguably the fastest guy on the pitch. He he split two defenders and made a huge run. Um and if he starts going into good form he's a former barcelona academy product um usa if he starts to be in good form um and starts getting some playing time who knows he might be a dark horse candidate to score uh 10 goals for the team if uh, they can start getting him into the games um but if the team that has played the first three games and given the first three games, we've had some very good competition um, going into Colorado Springs. uh, They're projected to be uh, a team looking to host playoff games this year. Uh, New Mexico United, I feel has improved from last season um, and they're looking to, Uh, be a playoff contention team and then uh, you never know what type of team the Toros will field. They're not as bad as they look They're These are not softball. Okay. Uh, Maybe the uh, Texan things, but, uh, but two of those three teams you would consider to be not softball opponents and four points in those three games, you know, I'm super ecstatic about I'm not going to complain about it. Um, It's, it's really more how those games have looked uh orange county's not scored like i said earlier goals in usl championship games earlier than like 67 minutes or something crazy and uh if they can if they can write the ship there um and start getting into games earlier and scoring in the first 30 minutes uh this team can be very dangerous in games. games
0: Well, thank you, Bradley. Like I said, I know you got to go and I don't want to get you in trouble because uh, that uh, uh, doesn't help either one of us. Uh, so the next time, because we will have a return <laughs> match uh, here in San Antonio and hopefully maybe in the playoffs once again, uh, except the, the exception that it's here in San Antonio. But thank you for coming on, Bradley. Uh, we'll,
1: we'll talk to you later. and like Yeah, later. of course. Always, always nice to be welcome, Harry. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Right, bye, guys. So
0: that was Bradley from Orange and Black Soccer cast. Uh like said here, really good guy. Uh, you know, like I said here, it's you know, one one of the um one of the great hosts on there, uh from uh from there. And of course you can follow him at Pal at Pal on the Sky. Uh for that here. Uh he currently is in Reno. Uh for that here, former uh Reno fan here, uh like said here, been been a great uh great uh great friend going back uh multiple years now i guess here right andy
2: yeah so i mean we first started bumping into them with uh when they were on 1868 weekly and then uh i think it was 2018 we went up there for an away day like opening opening day in reno and um somebody lost some hair if i remember right on that match Uh, yeah, but uh, no, that was a, that was a different game. Oh, it was a different one. I think that was a game at Orange County, Um, but that one, um, you know, we flew up there in the morning mostly. And then Brad freaking drove us around in his car most of the day. It was really kind of him. So he's a good dude. So moving
0: to moving to the matchup here uh it looks like you guys run what a three four three
2: yeah Look at kind of how
0: a lot of the sites have their formation on i know san antonio runs kind of a three five two-ish for it here um although it looks like depending on which team here probably looks very similar to, to how you guys have because uh, sometimes we'll run two up top um, as opposed to just the one where you guys have Torres. um you know, looking at it here. Um, so it, it'll be kind of an interesting chess match with both uh playing three in the back and then to see who can control the midfield. But um, your kind of expectations for Orange County hosting San Antonio?
2: Uh, you know, you always go in for a home win, right? I mean, <laughs> that's, the, that's the goal. That's always the expectation. Uh, realistically, I think it's going to be a, a tight match on both sides. Um, you know, I, I think for Orange County, the, the key, which is probably the key I say every time is don't concede early and don't concede late. Uh, last season, uh, that was, you know, that was the death of us was conceding in the first 10 minutes or whatever, and then conceding in the last 10 minutes. Those are just not, not even so much heartbreaking for the team. You know, gosh, we just put in 80 minutes and we let one in, um, But even, you know, as as a home fan and a guy who's really passionate about it, with the home fans, um, casuals don't like to lose. So (laughs) we need to win at home, or the casuals stop showing up. Um, So selfishly, I I I really hope we win for that reason. But um, you know, it'll be. I think it'll be close.
0: Health wise, how's the? Because I know for San Antonio, the big issue with them is they're missing a lot of depth up top. Um, looking at the injury report, Monet's is going to be out. You know, we, we know he's going to be out, uh, David Larrera, uh, you know, the, the guy that's kind of been the spark plug for our offense is questionable. Uh, Patino is still questionable and, and Dioff uh, is questionable, but it, but it looks like we'll have Collier and Dylan, uh, healthy Deshane Beckford healthy. Uh, but you know, it's, it's that, you know, San Antonio is running into some issues with health wise here. Um, Orange County, how is that looking health-wise uh, for
2: you guys? I mean, I haven't I haven't heard anything, but we had a week off, right? So we had a bye week last week, and then um, we had Open Cup Tuesday. So, you know, as far as I know, um, Brian Lasky was out for a couple weeks for something. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it was. I'll just we'll say need a, specific, no, just, just a um, And then Brent Richards got hurt. Uh, I think in a preseason game against, of course, I'm pretty sure it was Galaxy because all those guys know how to do is hurt our team. Um, So I think he got hurt. He's been out a little bit. um, But, you know, predictably in USL, they don't really publish an injury report. So a lot of times you don't know what's wrong. You just know someone went out, didn't come back in. You didn't see him the next week. Um so I haven't heard about anybody being injured other than those two you know it's possible someone got a knock or something in that open cup match but I don't I don't I didn't see anything I didn't see anybody go out uh, I think at this point you know it's just a lot about rotation and making sure that everybody's getting the right amount of minutes not just getting minutes um you know so we'll see we did just loan out one of our youngsters <laughs> we loaned out a youngster and he promptly got hurt with the other team so I guess we kind of dodged a on that. Uh, yeah, maybe he wasn't really playing for us anyway. We sent him off so he could get some time, and then you know, I heard he got injured. It's kind of a bummer for him. I was hoping he could get some some bulk minutes before he uh, moved on to greener pastures. But I think we'll have a full roster. You know, we'll see. Um, like Brad said, there's a lot of question marks still around Kubo. Uh, he seems like a great guy. He's got really good runs and vision, and he uh, makes you know puts the ball into good places. But I think we were all kind of expecting him to score a lot, and we just haven't seen that yet. So we're, we're still waiting for him to, like, break the seal and then start hitting him a lot of balls in. Um, Ugo picked up two goals in the Open Cup match. Um, and I know that, you know, that's big for him. And, and I think you and I have said before, like, scoring is kind of – uh, infectious, I guess, for yes. fours. Like the more they score, like they kind of get used to it and they know these are the things I need to do to score. So it's nice when they start scoring because that usually leads to more goals. Uh, so i hoping that, you know, everybody's healthy and we get a good 90 minutes out of everybody. So historically,
0: and by historically, I'm talking about the last, what, two, three years, uh, Orange County has uh, been a hot spot for youth. To, to make the transition to overseas. Uh, Bradley mentioned a, uh, and I'm sorry if I chop up his name, uh, Cordere o- o- Osundina, okay. um, who's a forward oh, here.
2: Caride Osundina, I think
0: is what it is. <laughs> so, you know, is, is he kind of the next wonder kid that, uh, you know, you, you know, that Orange County's kind of helped develop to, to be able to transition him over to uh,
2: uh, Europe or, or wherever his next destination is? Yeah, I'm sure that's the plan for him. Uh, We actually have a couple in the pipeline. Karide is one of them. Uh, Kobe Henry um, playing on the senior national team, or at least getting called up. I don't think he actually got minutes. Uh, Got called up for camp. Um, And then uh, Francis Jacobs is rumored to be going off to Europe. Um, You know, I think a lot of these younger guys that we're picking up, whether they're knowns or unknowns, I think that's the plan. Uh, you know, I, I think at this point we have um, put together a good process to get those guys where they want to go because that's really what it is—they want to go there, and we are happy to facilitate that process. Um, you know, there's all these little esoteric rules about transfer fees and what academy you belong to, and if you get them young enough and you sign them to a pro contract, all that stuff disappears, and you just get all the money yourself. And, you know, a, a big transfer fee for a USL team is, you know, a drop in the bucket for an MLS team. So I I think that is at some level, um, you know, becoming a draw. You know, people, younger guys want to come here and they want to do that. And, you know, as, as fans, it's kind of a bummer. You know, that was that was the thing with uh, Thomas, right? We wanted to see him for another year at least. And then, you know, off he goes uh, to bigger and better things, you know.
0: But- it's it's at least for me, you know. And we did we had this with uh, Jose Gallegos. It's something that you can be proud of, uh, you know. Especially if you if you've spent some time or made an impact on the club, um, you know. I know we're you know was it Sunderland or, or not Sunderland, but uh, Sundervisky, something like that. Uh, you know, a team in, in the the Superliga Danish in the, in in Denmark there. Yeah, I don't know how, how to know, say it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't roll the Rs or you know do the you know do the odd odd odd, uh, odd uh, sounding words for them. There. But to me, it's 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 something to take pride in knowing that you know because you're 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 developing a pathway, and to me, that's only going to make San Antonio, it's only going to make Orange County, it's only going to make USL a better league where you know and, and this is not to turn it into an anti-mls show um where in mls there's a little bit more difficult path to go overseas now there's some huge advantages going to mls right. as well so you know, you know for sure that. yeah but,
2: i think between there and there's a couple teams that are doing that too like tampa has done it with a couple people Lucy, we've yes. done you guys have done it um you know, and I, I think what that does is it also shows the other teams in the league, like, Hey, there is value in developing these young guys and getting them uh, solid playing time. And even, even if they don't get to play very much, just training with professionals, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I think it was pretty sure it was Francis Jacobs was talking about kind of those, those first few weeks of training with the first team and training with men, right? He was like a 15 year old kid when we signed him. And all of a sudden now he's training with men and men whose soccer is their job and their livelihood. And that's all they do. And that's all they know how to. that sounds bad. That's all they do. And that's, that's what, what their
0: passion is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say that's all they know how to do. And that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> um, but just the, the mindset that it takes to be a professional at any level is completely different than, you know, playing high level youth soccer, high level, Uh, high school soccer, even high level college. It's just, it's not the same as playing professional and everybody that's come in. That's one of the first things they say, and not just for our team, but any team that plays at the professional level, you know, the, the focus and the intensity is just, it's ratcheted up. And and I think that's the biggest thing uh, to get these kids to go where they want to go and achieve what they want to achieve so your thoughts on the game how do, how do you see it working out i'll go first
0: i do think it's going to be a low scoring game um with san antonio's injuries uh i've got it as a orange county 1-0 win um it wouldn't shock me if it's a 0-0 draw or a 1-1 draw um but if there's one team that I, you know you know as you know if if i knew Patino was going to be healthy if i knew um you know, um, David was, get, wouldn't be healthy. You know, I might make that change a little bit different, but where they're on the injury list and especially where, um, open cups coming up and, and I'll talk to you, you know, uh, you know, just for a couple of minutes about the open cup draws for both of our clubs. Uh, cause both of us drew MLS sides, you know, I have to think that, you know, early in the season, while the games matter, especially this year where head-to-head is 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 the first tiebreaker, and goal difference, I do think that you know if San Antonio can go in um, to Orange County, hang tight, very defensive, you know, very low-scoring game, um, you know, etc. I, I just I just think Orange County is probably in a little bit better, healthier position at this point, you know, especially after discussing with you that, you know, and especially Orange County's, you know, had a week to kind of prepare for San Antonio, both played on Tuesday. So there's no advantage outside of that other than, um, San Antonio happened to travel. Um, I think, I think one Oh, win for Orange County. Um, I'm not going to do, you know, Ray and and do the five Oh for San Antonio. Uh, I'm try to give honest, uh, realistic, uh, predictions, but, uh, if if you want to give a prediction or just kind of your thoughts on on what it is, because I know you know you do more in the background for you know for the orange and black soccer cast.
2: Yeah, we were talking about this today with the uh, supporters group, and the, a lot of guys are saying you know like two one 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 zero. Uh, so yeah, I agree. It's, you know, it's it's going to be. I predict it's going to be low scoring. It's not. We're not going to repeat Tuesday's Open Cup match. <laughs> um, you know, I'll I'll be. I'll be happy if we put in a good performance. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't mind losing. I just don't like playing poorly. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, I don't like losing. I I still want my team to win. Right. Um, If we play hard and we still lose, then, you know, that's that's what it is. Um, For me, it's a lot of like, just please don't give up a late goal. Like those (laughs) drive me crazy. Uh, You know, you're leading one zero and then, you know, a a, a single lapse in the 85th minute and all of a sudden you're tied at one, one and, You've only scored one goal all game you're probably not going to claw another one back to get out of that one one draw um so yeah you know, I, I think you're right it'll probably be like a, a one goal game or a draw and I'm, I'm cool with that this early in the season like you said the points matter but you know when you're learning a new formation you got new guys that are trying to figure things out you know it's it's just it's always going to be bumpy in, in the beginning where I think the
0: points really matter on this here is that first tiebreaker of head-to-head, and I don't think a lot of, at least publicly, it doesn't seem like a lot of USL teams kind of acknowledge that because you know, like, uh, you know, you've seen some teams kind of get the lead and then kind of step, uh, take the take the step back. I know, San Antonio plays. We get the return match. I want to say it's later in the year, October. October, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, mid-October is when Orange County comes back. So by that point, it's going to be two completely different teams, uh, you know, at, sure. at that point. So um, and part of that's just due to, you know, injuries, you know, teams gelling better. You know, San Antonio's had some turnover. Hopefully they get people back. I'm assuming both teams will be bringing in people um, mid-season or so uh, to kind of fill the holes that they have. yeah. One other thing here, open cup draw today. Uh, I believe you guys drew LAFC at LAFC. uh, Is that correct? Correct. So if memory serves me right, there's not enough. I guess there used to be an affiliation with LAFC many, many years ago. Uh, You know, very loosely like we had one with uh, NYCFC, but I don't think really anything (laughs) came of it outside, you know, outside of, Hey, you know, there's a, there's a loose affiliation um but you know fan base you know I know on our open cup match against Austin it's a little bit more personal just you know it's you know it's that that one that one at least on social media uh is going to be a little bit more feisty uh the relationship between Orange County and LAFC kind of friendly between the groups or
2: uh I mean, we have a lot, we have a lot of LAFC and galaxy fans in our supporter group. And I'm sure in the casuals, there's a lot too. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the curse uh, of having two teams in your backyard, right? Right. Like how do we, how do we even survive as a second division team (laughs) with two first division teams, 30 miles away? I don't even under, I don't understand how that works, but somehow it does. Um, yeah, you know, we—I've been kind of razzing some of the guys. I don't really follow MLS, and and not for any reason or political reasons. I just don't. I got I got I got enough brain power for one team at a time. And <laughs> I'm good, um, but we're kind of razzing. I'm like, oh, who are you going to sit with? Oh, you're going to sit with us? You're going to sit with your LAFC friends? Half the game. <laughs> yeah. So one guy says, oh, I'll wear my LAFC kit, and then I'll have an Orange County scarf for you know Can't something do like that. that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're. I mean, we're excited about it. Hosting would have been cool, but yeah, it's, it's what it is. And yeah, I don't. I don't know how that would have worked if we played it at home. Um, you know, I, I. I couldn't find any numbers for the last LASC game where they played a lower division team in Open Cup. I don't even know if they did last time they played. I don't know if they have. Galaxy like... played um, an amateur team in twenty uh 19 I guess it was 2018 I don't remember what year it was but they played an open they played an open division team and they drew like 5000 or something they they reported 5000 you know who knows how many people were actually there yeah um but uh you know that's like our max our our stadium only seats like 5000 so yeah I think you know, LAFCs only had one year uh, of open cup
0: cuz they came in what 2018 right yeah that was our first uh, competitor. Oh, so two, two, because, well, 20. Yeah, so they played two. So they had 2018 uh, and 2019, 2020 and 2021. Uh, yeah. There was no Open
2: Cup. So they've had we two, two attempts at it. There were fewer professional teams in mm-hmm. those years. So the draw would have been completely different. I think yeah, one much year they might have yeah. played
0: RSL. So, uh, duh, 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 duh. so,
2: you know, I mean, everybody's. Seen, you know, lower division clubs on ESPN for the Open Cup, and they hardly draw even compared to their normal draw. Uh, You know, we had, you know, a few hundred people at our game, and it's Tuesday night, you know, whatever. I I always joke that the Open Cup's the biggest tournament nobody's ever heard of. Um, So, you know, people don't show up, and that's just what it is, and other people are going to talk crap and run their mouths. But I've watched your games too, and I saw how many people didn't show up to your game. So Uh, yeah,
0: to me it's they they announced twenty one hundred there only on the uh, west side uh, for here. I will, I can almost guarantee you that Toyota Field will be a sellout. uh, You know, on April twentieth, when when Austin FC and San Antonio FC play for sure, uh, (laughs) because this is a match that San Antonio fans want, and this is a match that uh, Austin FC wants and. Yeah, I'll I'll admit it here. I almost wanted the match at Q2 just because Austin FC will travel, you know, you know, as as much as I hate how they came into the league, you have to give them credit that once they've been in the league, you know, the, the support that they've got from Austin Anthem, Los Verdes, you know, all the Austin FC fans. It's impressive and and I attended a match last year and it, it was a great environment and like I said here, um I don't you know, like like I put out here earlier, just you know, to kind of warn us FC fans, you know, hey, it's nothing, it's you guys, but I'm sorry I can't support your owner. And you know, I don't like the you know, you know, I have many issues. I have a complicated relationship with MLS, as I say. Um, you know, for that here, but you know, as far as it, you know, on April 20th, which you know, it's 7 30 here, you know, here uh central time, what 5 30 your time. Uh, out uh, out in California to me that will be that will be a fun match um or you know, I know I've already told san antonio FC you know not that they listen to me, but you know um, <laughs> I do know that they review things because uh, you know uh, I have been uh, contacted, hey, are you all right? <laughs> you know is everything okay uh you know from from saFC and and other other people as far as pushing things too clo- too far, I guess you could say, <laughs> sometimes. Uh so it's you know for you know for a San Antonio fan it, it'll be an interesting balance. Uh because we play El Paso that, that Saturday at home. Uh Austin on what I think that's a Wednesday right, I believe a Wednesday. Um, and then we play at New Mexico on that following Saturday. So but you know and, and you know and, and you know this as a USL fan do you do like what New Mexico did and jump deep in um and let let's 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 be honest if you do a deep run in the Open Cup that typically impacts your USL season um sure. you know just just because you know once you start getting deeper and deeper you're not going to be doing the player rotation now with this one being Austin FC San Antonio you know it you know as a fan base and this goes for both Austin FC and and Dallas or Permian San Antonio they don't want they want a, they don't want a rotated roster um, now I know Austin FC will probably rotate just because you know you know their their reserves are most likely better than than our starters or at least that's the perception right so it'll be interesting um you know I'm interested to kind of see how Orange County, Uh, Turns out, you know, for for the match there, I wish it would have been at at Championship Park uh, for that here. So, you know, I think that would have been a a fun way to kind of reward, uh, you know, the Orange County fans, you know, because, you know, obviously not much of a travel between, you know, LAFC and, and Orange County outside of traffic, but... Final thoughts there, Andy, uh, like, said here, thank you for coming on. Uh, like I said here, I know you do a lot with the orange and black soccer cast. You're like me, uh, all over the USL social medias, uh, with the USL show in the background, heckling the guys. Um, if you do want to watch the orange and black soccer cast, it's typically on Tuesday nights at 10 30, uh, here central time, eight thirty in California. Uh, Ray, um, Ray does a great job hosting it. Uh, you know, unlike me. Uh, he keeps the show to an hour where you know I, I typically go a little bit longer uh, for that here, but uh, you know Ray Ray has been a, a good friend uh, you know to both of us uh, for that here, but uh, and he puts on such a great show and has for uh, many, many years. He's one of the ogs of the of the soccer podcasts, uh, you know for USL. So uh, please tune in to Orange and Black Soccer cast. you know, I know you can get it uh, YouTube on their channel. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, you know, any any major uh, podcast platform, uh, I believe it, it is on. And of course, you can give it a like and review uh, both to uh, S.A. Soccer Roundtable and Orange County Soccer Cast. That is a huge benefit for both of us. But final um, thoughts
2: for you, Andy. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Uh, should be a fun match either way. Um, they're having a birthday party for our new mascot before the game. So, you know. Come on out and enjoy the the carnival stuff and see how that is. Um, You know, that October game, the wife and I are talking about coming out for that, so I'll have to to let you know if we actually end up making it. So, yeah, thanks for having me on tonight. It's been fun. Uh, Thanks for keeping it under an hour. (laughs) I think the last time you and I started talking, it was like an hour and a half, and, wow, that's a long podcast for anybody. Yeah,
0: ours go about an hour, hour and a half because it just – but on this show here, I try to keep it less than an hour. Um, if Bradley wouldn't have been on, I think would probably would have been close. It probably would have saved about 10 minutes on. But, sure. No uh, problem. Thanks for but, having uh, me. For there. But uh, like I said, it was a pleasure having you on, Andy. Good luck this week, sort of. Uh, you know, hope both teams put out a, a good performance. Uh, I'm all right with the tie. You know, obviously I'm on the road. Uh, you want the three points at home. Completely understand. So. Uh, But uh, this is, uh, you know, what's life without goals. Hope everybody has a great weekend. And uh, like I said here, if you're in the San Antonio area, uh, keep following SA Soccer Roundtable. I know Rafa and the 50-50 podcast with Coach Kano are out supporting the uh, UIL playoffs. Uh, The regional finals are, are, well, I think most of them are wrapping up for the day today. And then the regional finals will be tomorrow, uh, midday. And, And I know Rafa and... Coach Kano will be out. Uh, I don't think they're doing live video on it because they can't, but I think you may still be able to catch them on audio. So thank you for tuning in and what's life without goals.